So you'll hear the music start and then we'll kind of get going and then we'll just go through the flow. But sound good? Any questions? Nope. That sounds great. Cool deal. All right. We will hit the music and we will get started. Okay. Welcome to Run With Purpose. This is episode number 126. And for those of you that are new to the show, my name is Flores, and I'm so very glad that you found this podcast with love. If you would subscribe, and as always, you can reach out to me on all the socials everywhere at flores.run. If you're watching the video, you may have seen me take a little swig of the bourbon, and now it's like circling around in my mouth, and I can't get the words out. <laughs> There's so much going on right now, but today we have a, a treat for our first guest of the year. Um, I came across her profile while looking for other 50 state uh, morons or crazy people, whatever we want to call us. Um, and she just brings this this real positive attitude as I was going through her feed, just this positive attitude, positive message. And I'm excited to kind of learn a little more about her story. Before we even started right now, we've been talking for 15 minutes because we just were like, oh, wait, we need to start the episode and go. But Jesse, thanks so much for joining me on the show today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. Before we get anything started, though, how can people connect with you if they want to get in touch with you after this? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Jesse Runs uh, Marathons. That's super Jesse simple. Jesse Runs Marathon without the um. Without- <laughs> <laughs> I think it's yeah. it's funny. Like when I do my my handle Flores dot run, there's another guy that I've met. He's a collegiate runner, and it's like Flores dot running. And I'm just like, I'm like, I'm like, sorry, I stole your thing, dude. But like I had it first, I guess. Uh, so it's like, it was a weird kind of thing. That's a, a weird side rant, but how are you, how are you doing today? How was, how are, how was your day? It was really amazing. I definitely, um, like I mentioned earlier, I was, uh, I could not sleep last night because either one of my nostrils was full or the other one was, I couldn't breathe out of both of them. Um, so it was, and I knew I had to wake up really early this morning, um, and get to work, but I, I was able to get through everything today, um, with a stuffy nose and I was, (laughs) I could tell the people I was talking to could, could see I was not feeling so hot. (laughs) But, um, but no, I made it through and with a smile and I know it's going to be, I think tonight it'll be gone. I should feel a hundred percent by tomorrow. Yeah. I felt I've had all of my like draining is today. The last few days has been like the nasal and today it's just been like draining. I'm like, yes, just get on out. (laughs) But it was funny. You said like you were sick. So I saw it this morning, uh, your post you had this morning. And again, like you didn't sleep well, you're not feeling well, but you still get up and do the damn thing. And I'm just like, you know what? That's motivation. I'm excited to have her today, especially in all of this. So thanks again for, for kind of spending the time, but I've been talking too much here. I'd love to know just a little bit more about you and and your journey here you know how did you where did running start into your life what was your motivation to get started all of the things yeah so um i definitely was not an athlete growing up uh that was not a thing that was a part of my household you know people it's not like how it is today where parents are 
you know, getting all these little tiny kids introduced to all these sports as children, like that wasn't even an option in my home. Like nobody ever, nobody ever brought up sports ever. And I think because my parents never did, um, you know, they were immigrants to this country and they barely were just trying to learn English, let alone play sports. So that wasn't something that we were even thinking about doing. Um, So as a child, I was always like a, a bigger kid. Um, I was you know, on the heftier side and out of all my friends, I definitely could tell that. Um, but it never bothered me. Um, it really didn't. I never really saw it as like me being different or anything. Um, once I got to college, um, no, I'm sorry, high school, I was graduating high school and I had to figure out what I wanted to do with my life once I graduated high school. So I decided that I was going to go into the military like my dad. My dad was in the military, so I wanted to follow into his footsteps. And nobody went to college in my family. So that wasn't a thing that I wanted to do either. Um, so I was going to go into the military and um, I went to the Air Force recruiter first. They said, just follow me. And I went to the back room. They didn't even talk to me. They just put me on a scale. They said, this is how much you weigh. This is how much you need to weigh. Come back to us when you weigh that much. Like it Mm. was so like, they wouldn't even talk to me about information, nothing, nothing. It was just, it was all about weight. So I left there and I never, at that point in my life, I had never, ever been told no because of how I looked or anything or um so that was like a real eye-opener to me um so I went back to my work which was McDonald's I worked at McDonald's for a long time which definitely like contributed to that problem (laughs) for sure (laughs) (laughs) um so I went back to my work and I ended up was like you know what let me just see if I can do it by myself so I did and over a year, I was able to lose a hundred pounds oh, and wow. not by exercise. It was strictly food. It was strictly mm. food. I was drinking like Coca-Cola, like it was water. Mm. Like I was just drinking Coke constantly throughout the day. Um, I was eating chicken nuggets. I couldn't even count how many chicken nuggets I must have ate one day. Cause every time I like walk by the chicken nugget machine, I would just grab one or two or three. <laughs> I would grab like a cheeseburger on the way out, like on my way, like to dinner to meet somebody. Like that's how much I loved McDonald's. Um, but um, over the, the span of a year, I lost a hundred pounds and the recruiter actually, cause it was a very small town in Missouri. The recruiter saw me and was like, oh, my gosh, Jesse, you look amazing. Why don't you come over and talk to us? Um, we can get you into into, our, into the boot camp. And I was like, oh, no, I'm going to be the first person to go to college in my family. So that's why I decided to go to college. Uh, from there, I graduated in my last year of college. That's when I started getting exercise into my system because I really needed that. Um, so I started exercising. That's some much running. I was the type of person that in high school, I would be sick if I had to run in PE that day. Yes. Like I would not run. Like, oh, there's all. a, there's something I have to go to. Yes. I, a, <laughs> a, a nurse. I don't know. 
No, I, yeah, you would not catch me running. I remember one of my friends was actually um, a cross-country runner, and I used to make fun of him all the time. I was like, oh, do you need us to pick you up? Oh, no, no, I don't, because you're just running in there. Like, that's, we would make fun of him all the time, and that's who I was. I just made fun of people that worked out all the time. And then from there, after I graduated, I moved from Missouri to Arizona, and I didn't have a job after or school, so I didn't have any money. So I couldn't get a gym membership and I was living with my parents at the time. And I was like, you know what? Let me try this running thing and see. Cause it's that's free. How it gets right? you. That's how yeah. it gets you. <laughs> Cause it's free. All I have to do is step outside right. and run. Right. So I tried and my mom used to go to this thrift store every day and it was about a mile away. And I was like, listen, I'm going to try to run, meet you there. I'm going to run there and then I'll drive with you back. And I started doing that. And um, I couldn't run a mile there like for a very long time. And then finally I was able to get there and then I would ride with her back. And then pretty soon I did both and I was able to run there and run back. And then my work, um, they had a team to do a 5K. And so I decided to do that. It was the race for the cure. And I did that. And that's for the rest is history. That's where I fell in love with running. And um, gosh, that was back in 2004 when I started doing like five Ks. Gotcha. That's that story is so interesting because it's very similar. I'm like getting caught on stuff. Uh, it's very similar to kind of my running experience, right? We like, I played sports growing up, but it was the coach. I'm not running a mile. You can right. go fly a kite. That's not <laughs> happening. There's just no, like a whole mile. Like, get out of here. And I, when we moved to Ohio from Florida, uh, I needed something to do outside because I was getting stir crazy from the winter. And I was like, you know what? I'll run. You know, I, was, I used to play golf. And I'm like, golf is so expensive in Ohio in the Midwest. I'm like, I'll right. run. It's cheaper than golf. And then just like to your same thing where you said it's free, I'm like, yeah, but how much money have we spent now? Oh my gosh, I wouldn't even want to put that together. Really, like with travel and everything, like I, I don't even want to know. Yeah, right, it's like, so the shoes, the travel, the nutrition, the everything that you have to do there, you're like, this is far more expensive. Like, I think there was like a, I think it's like a meme or something like that. Like parents don't let your, run, don't let your kids grow up to be runners. Like let them, let them be drug addicts. That could be cheaper possibly. And you're like, it's not, you know, don't, don't do drugs. That's not the message of this podcast. Uh, but this idea of, right. Like it's so expensive to do that. But how did you get from the, well, let's, let's backtrack even more. I, the idea of not seeing yourself as like, different or having any issues with being bigger than the other kids until mm -hmm. that kind of, um, I won't say wake up call. Cause that sounds like, it sounds rude and kind of there, but when someone basically pointed it out to you and your kind right. of motivation yeah. to say, Hey, I don't like being told that I can't do something because of something mm -hmm. I'm going to put the work in to do it. Was that, was that a, a quick switch that kind of flipped in your head or was it something that you kind of had to like sit in for a moment? Cause I can't imagine, especially as, as a young woman, like hearing that, like that's not the most positive like influence at all. No, it definitely is not. Um, but 
I have this really weird personality trait that I can cut things, people, um, anything out like that, Mm -hmm. like from one day to another. Um, For example, the day that I decided to change my eating habits, I the day before I had like lasagna or something. No, I, I was getting ready to have lasagna. My sister was like, Jesse, you want some lasagna? And I was like, no, I don't like lasagna. And she was like, what do you mean you don't like lasagna? You like lasagna yesterday. Yeah. And I was like, nope, I don't like it anymore. And um, from there on out, like I just, because I thought I was 19 and I decided to stop eating red meat. And I haven't eaten red meat since um, that point. So yeah, it was very much like an overnight thing. Where I was like, you know what, I'm going to change this and I'm changing it right now and I'm not going back. And my also the way that my mind works is that I can really, well, probably see it like when I when there's something that I want to get done, I'm going to do it no matter what. And, And especially, especially if there's someone that is saying that I can't do something Mm. like that for me is like so much motivation to get out there and show people like what I can do. Yeah. I think that's a, that's an interesting trait because not a lot of people have that. I think that's what hangs up a lot of people, right? Is when somebody says you can't do something, we have two ways to respond, right? We can either go, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess you're right. And, and kind of fail or go actually, let me, let me, let me call bullshit here. Let me, let me see if I can actually do this. And I think that that mind shift mindset change then allows you to accomplish a lot more because you're not, you're not letting others kind of dictate the direction of your life and and what you can and can't do because someone says something about you or someone says something of you that may or may not be true. You know, we could talk about facts. Like if you were bigger than yes, in theory, you wouldn't have met the qualifications that they were looking for, but the way it's presented and the way it's there, you're like, Oh, you can't do this. So actually I'm going to, I'm going to take this back and we're going to see how I can work with this. I, I love that idea. And I think that's where my like 50 states thing. And I'm, I'm going to get to kind of understanding your behind it too. But for me, it was like people going, that's nuts. And you're just like, well, how crazy do you think it is? Cause I might just try to do it then. So what was, what was your kind of story? So obviously 2004, you're, you're doing 5k, you're doing the race for the cure. You're kind of getting in there. How did you make this jump from we're going 5ks to then we're doing marathons to now I'm going to travel the country and do this. Uh, so I, um, so I was doing five K's and 10 K's in Arizona. I lived there for about five years and then I moved out to Boston. Um, in Boston, I signed up for a half marathon, um, Boston's run to remember. And I did that year over year. And I was like, I need to do something that's going to challenge me a little bit more. Like, I just felt like I needed to do more. My husband Um, And I decided that we were going to start a family. And so I was like, okay, well, um, I want to run a marathon because I don't think I'll be able to run a marathon after I have a kid. So let me just run a marathon, get that out of the way, check bucket list. Right. I did the thing. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So I picked my favorite place in the whole entire world, Disney World, um, to run my very first marathon. Um, 
my mom and dad surprised me at the expo from Arizona. They flew out and I was getting, I was at the expo and I turned around and my dad's standing there with open arms and it like, my first reaction was to run away and cry. (laughs) I didn't cry. I'll be back in a second. Let me just get this out. I'll come back and I will hug you. (laughs) And then my, uh, my dad's friend from Las Vegas, her and her husband came out and surprised me so it was like the best experience ever and then of course that first marathon like i'm sure you can go back to remember that very first marathon finish line like there's really no other there's nothing that can explain there's no words that can explain like how it feels to run across that finish line that very first marathon like for me i never felt anything like it (laughs) i honestly was like i need that again like for me, like I need that again. And so, well, I was like, okay, one and done. I'm not going to do it again. And then in Boston, I was a part of a running club, um, Melrose Running Club. And I, everybody there was like doing all these marathons. And I was like, wow, this is what people do is they just do marathons over and over again. I was like, yes, please like sign me up. So um, I was pregnant two weeks after I got done with uh, Walt Disney World Marathon and then I had her in October of that year 2012 and then the following year I did um in October I did another marathon so and then from there it just I was like okay well let me just see how many I can do I'm gonna do all 50 states and living in New England it was pretty easy because you can drive to yeah. so many different states and so quick um not as easy down here in the southeast nope. but but I'm checking them off. I definitely am. I still got a couple more left down here. Um, and then I need to work on the, I, I got to, I'm really avoiding the Midwest, like just because I love the ocean and I love like mountains. And I, I just know like that's not going to be waiting for me in like Kansas, Missouri, Iowa. Nope. Idaho. The, the flattest, <laughs> the flattest yeah. nonsense that you've ever seen with cornfields and everything. But sometimes those races, what, what number are you at right now? So um, next month I'll do marathon number 23 in state number 20. So I still have nice. a lot more left. Yeah. It, it flies by. Where's that race at? Hilton Head, uh, nice. South Carolina. Nice. Yeah. Next month, last month I did, um, Mississippi Gulf coast. marathon that was a blast that was actually amazing i had very tiny little baby expectations for that race and it blew me away i was just like it was point to point straight ocean the entire time it was completely flat and no turn so you're straight on one road yeah but it was just all ocean views the entire time it was so pretty the weather was perfect like it was just it really blew me away. Like the actual like hotels and um, you know, the little baby expos that they had, like everything was just way more than I expected. The people were so nice. Um, You finished in a stadium. Um, You got to like run the bases and then they had like all the different like foods up at the top. Like it was just so fun. It was really great. Huh? Yeah. I I might have to go back out and do Mississippi again because Jackson, Mississippi was not fun. (laughs) No, no. The only thing good about it is I found a, there's a good distillery down there. So I had some bourbon before that. And I actually had one of my uh, podcasts, who's a previous podcast listener. 
had him on the podcast, but him and I did back to backs that weekend. We did Jackson, Mississippi on Saturday, and then we did Little Rock on Sunday. So since it was so close to, to drive, we were just like, it was like an hour drive or a 90 minute drive or something like that. So I was Little Rock. I heard Little Rock was really great. The metal is amazing, right? Yeah, it's the metal's like, it's like this big. Like yes, they, I want that. they go yeah. crazy with it. The races, I originally, I thought, okay, it's probably going to be a little gimmicky, right? They give you this big medal. It's probably, but the race is actually really good. It's really challenging. The first half of it is relatively flat. And then you hit some like very hilly neighborhoods that like give you a little bit of different terrain. It really, it's, it is a challenging race for sure. Um, it, I definitely recommend it to people, not even for the medal, just for like, it is a pretty good experience. And Little Rock's a cool little town. We weren't, we weren't there long, but. Right. I definitely have been there before to Little Rock when I lived in Missouri to go down. But um, yeah, I definitely want to do that one, Little Rock. Um, And I'm pretty much like I did Tennessee this year or last year. Um, I'm down with Florida. I did North Carolina. Um, So I only have a couple more states down here. Um, But I really I think 2025 is going to be like Southwest or Northwest. I want to do like I did Jack and Jill for uh, Washington. Mm -hmm. Um, but I want to do Eugene, I think for Oregon. What do okay. you do for Oregon? I did a trail run, uh, Taylor mountain. Uh, it's out Mount hood. Uh, it was a beautiful, it was a two lap around this, this, uh, Timothy Lake, sorry, Timothy Lake. It was two laps around Timothy Lake and you just have uh, Mount hood in the background, like snow capped mountain in the background, just like absolutely gorgeous. I'll send you some of the race information. I'll send you all of the races and stuff that I've done. So you can kind of see. Yeah see those but there's it is interesting how you said of like being able to pick these states off right because when you're around an area you can drive and you can do that logistically and you know luckily we don't have children so my wife and I were easily able to just travel wherever and I I had a remote job for a while Mm -hmm. but I remember when I when I didn't have a remote job and we would literally We'd leave on Thursday, we'd finish the drive Friday, we'd race on Saturday, start the drive back home, and then we're back to work on Monday to like to get yeah. these to get these races in. And how do you how do you balance that now, like just family wise? I'm always very curious in how families, how people with families are able to kind of manage the time that it takes, not only for the training, but just the logistics to do some of these races. Yeah. So um when I when we moved uh, to Boston. When I moved to Boston, you know, I didn't have a ton of friends when I moved there, but I moved there for my husband. My husband lived there. Mm. Um, and we had a long distance relationship. So I was in Arizona and he was in Boston. So I moved to Boston. I didn't have a ton of friends. Um, and I think he kind of felt bad about that. And he knew I loved running and he was like, why don't you join this running club? And I was like, really? I don't know. Like, mm, I don't know. And so I joined the running club. And that's when I said I got to meet all these like people that were running all these marathons everywhere. And I told him, I was like, well, I don't know about running these marathons. It's going to take a lot of time. And it's going to, you know, especially after we have a kid. And right. um, he said, don't worry about it. Like I'll um, step up and do whatever I have to do to get you to get these done. And I was like, are you sure? And he was like, yeah. And so, um, now we moved down here my husband, um, he is stay at home dad. So he actually gets to, you know, he does a lot, everything around the house. He helps out with my daughter. 
Um, so he's like, go to get these done. And I'm like, okay. So to answer your question, I have an incredible, amazing, very supportive husband um, that wants me to go out and live my dream. (laughs) And we do some of them, not the ones that are not so exciting, but some of them we, we do as a family. So like Chicago, we did as a family, like Vermont, we did as a family, New York, Bar Harbor, Maine. Like um, we do a lot of these like as a family, um, especially if it's like a beach. Yeah. <laughs> if there's like a beach also, uh, we make it like a family vacation. So that's really fun. Um, but then also I go and meet um, some of my friends, uh, especially from my old running club, um, we meet at some of these places. So next or this year, May, I have Fargo in North Dakota. Such a good and, um, race. Oh, I can't wait. I'm so excited. I've heard nothing but great things. Such a good race. The people are fantastic. Oh, I can't wait. I'm so excited for that one. I've heard nothing but great things. Um, so we're meeting there together uh, to do that one. So um, it's really exciting. But yeah, I have a very supportive husband that he allows me to go everywhere. <laughs> yeah. That's, I think that's, that's a very underrated thing. And to have a spouse that understands the goal you want to have and mm-hmm. can support that, right? Most spouses are supportive, not saying the spouses mm-hmm. aren't supportive, but it's when you have these like crazy dreams and aspirations of just like, Hey, I'm, I'm willing to help and support you in that way. And it was funny when we when we had finished the journey, I kept saying exactly that. We finished the journey. We finished 50 states. And they're just like, she didn't run 50 states. And I'm like, she went to 47 of them. Oh, wow. Really? Took my my photos. Our our dog that had passed away last year. I've got her tattooed right here. Um, She, uh, she's, she went to 38 of them, 37 of them or something like that. So it's, you know, we finished this journey. It wasn't a me because if right. it was, if it was just me, it kind of loses the emphasis of it. And the whole idea was right. like, this is something that she gets to see me love and, and do and kind of help me grow and, and get out of my shell. Cause really, again, we talked about this before we started. Everything is very introverted at heart and running helped me find a community that I could kind of vibe with. Right. Like there's certain people that the only time I talk to them is when we do group runs. That's it. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't text them through the week unless it's, Hey, where are we running? Or we have these conversations, but it's how we can build these relationships and have these, these outlets in a way that it's, it's a healthy outlet, you know, like being fit and running and doing this stuff is, is healthy for us. And I think having that supportive household is so, so underrated when it comes to these things, because without that, none of this is possible. No, absolutely not. And talk about introverted and running. I, I have never met such introverted people than running. <laughs> really, like when we used to always talk about our running club and just like how many engineers and like IT and like <laughs> I mean, I mean business like, intelligence, business intelligence and data analytics, like that's exactly. <laughs> And it was so funny because I used to tell my friend that 
I feel like the only reason why people would talk forever and ever when we're all on these runs is because you're not looking at each other face to face. You're like mm. looking like next to each other or you're like, you know, you're not, you're not staring at each other, like talking. And so that's why I feel like a lot of people are comfortable with that. But I was always able to really connect with um, runners. Like I'm definitely an extrovert, but I, I have introvert qualities so i think that's why i was able to connect my dad's a my dad was an engineer so i was really yeah. really uh <laughs> i could i could handle him i can handle i can handle i can handle you guys i think it's interesting because my dad is is probably the opposite my dad was probably is very extroverted he's always he's the life of the party he's you know yeah. doing all the things and me growing up, I was always just like, just do my things. I'm just studying. I'm going to do my own things and, and kind of play, you know, do what I have to do. Um, I was the nerd that like, I remember my dad choke around with this. My brother would be like going out on a Friday night. My dad's like, why aren't you going out? I'm like, cause I don't have any money. He's like, well, you can ask me for money. I'm like, no, I, I get paid tomorrow. I work or whatever. I'll just play video games or whatever. He's like by yourself. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> and then when I started making friends, cause we, we lived in North, we lived lived in Florida, lived in North Carolina, moved back to Florida for high, finished high school. And when I started to make some friends, you know, my brother's going out to parties and doing this stuff. And I'm like, Hey dad, I'll be back tomorrow morning. He's like, where are you going? I'm like, we're playing video games at my buddy's clubhouse. So like, we'll probably be playing until like three or four o'clock in the morning. He's like, you're playing video games. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we're just going to be <laughs> playing video games and hanging out. And everyone was just like, sure, that's what you're doing. And then no, we, there was multiple times where like the cops came to these clubhouses, like you guys drinking and everything. We're like, no, we're, we just have Xboxes connected to each other. I don't know. Like what's, what's going on? Like that's the early two thousands for the children that are listening. <laughs> that's how we hung out with each other. We connected physical devices and brought in TVs. Um, that's but, amazing. That's too funny. But your, your thought process, I've never thought about that. Uh, being side by side and not face to face of how that mm -hmm. helps kind of break down that barrier of mm -hmm. having those communications. And then you already have something that you're like you have in common, right? You're running, mm -hmm. you're, you're dealing with this stress and the group I'm actually wearing my team possum shirt now, but the, the possum group that I run with is a trail running group in Ohio. And it really mm -hmm. helped me understand like, Hey, there's people of all shapes, sizes, and colors running. Like, wait, I can, I can be a part of this. I don't have to look a certain way or oh, act yeah. a certain way. I don't have to be so fast. Cause that was always mm -hmm. my thing when I was running. It's like, well, you know, how many times, and I'm sure you've heard this too. I was like, well, did you win? And you're no, like, gosh. no, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't win. I actually got 15,000th place, but, <laughs> but I got the same medal that, you know, Kipchoge got when he was in Berlin that year. So I don't know what to tell you. I had my beer and I got the same medal, but I think it's, it's an interesting thought process of how we have that, that same common, uh, goal that we're going after, especially if you're doing like a training plan with a group of runners, how you can kind of commiserate in the misery in a way. It was amazing. It was amazing. I remember, well, I was the same as you. Well, I just was very nervous to join this running club. Like I sat in front of the, the meeting area, gosh, at least 15 to 20 minutes before I got out of the car and go inside. Cause I saw everybody outside and I was like, gosh, like, I don't belong here. Yeah, they look like, like real runners. Not, I'm not a real yeah, runner. <laughs> no, I was like, I don't, I, I'm not supposed to be here. 
Um, and man, I really miss that radio. But I really did um, fall in love with everybody that was in there. And we just had the best time. And I remember one run we did, it was like negative 25 wind gusts. And we went out and we were out running together. And like, we all had like these giant buckets of Vaseline and just would like put it all over our face. And we, we did this like shamrock. Um, like path so that way we could always come back to put more vaseline on our feet and then go out and then like rub all the icicles off our eyelashes and then come back and it was like the silliest thing in the world like why why like why were we doing that but we we all did it together and we were having the best time ever it is it is definitely and that's why i love you know the running community on on instagram and just because like there's so many of us out there. Yeah. Like there's just so many that are in that same place where they love this like weird thing that we're doing where we're just like, it's like our job, but we're not getting paid for it, but we're working our tails off right. to get this done. And it's one of our best things that we do in our lives. Like it's, it's the craziest thing when you break it down and really look at it, but um, it's, it's really fun. And now super expensive. So it yeah. just adds up. It adds up yeah. really quickly. <laughs> yeah. It's very, very expensive. But I think you hit a good point there is the idea of doing it together. And I think mm-hmm. that goes with our family stuff. When we talked about, like you said, going on trips and making vacations out of it. I think those were my favorite races that I ever did was the vacation type ones, the Hawaii, the Alaska, like when we went to, went to big trips and did those kinds of things. But the idea of running with people and saying, Hey, we're doing this together. We're in this together. And, you know, I had a recent race experience where there was a first timer that was just struggling. I remember seeing her around mile 18, 19 or so. Mm -hmm. And I had, it was one of my back-to-back days. So I was already hating life, but I was like, you know, we're having a blast. It was in Maine. I was like, this is fantastic. I'm having a good time. I have some beer. Like it'll be good. And I see this lady and she's like struggling. Like, how are you doing? She's like, I'm keeping up whatever. And then I see her again later. And and I'm like, how are you doing still? She's like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, well, let's, let's just hang out. Tell me a little bit about you. And we just start talking and we do our thing. And um, my wife is there taking pictures or whatever. And I'm just like, hey, this is, uh, oh, what was her name? Cassidy. This is Cassidy. She's, she's running her first marathon. She's like, oh, great. She took some pictures, did the thing. And she's like, all right, we'll see you at the finish. And we we're only like four miles away. And it ended up taking us like a little over an hour to get there. But <laughs> it was one of those where like, hey, we're, we're enjoying ourselves. And when I got in, Kayla's like, when I didn't see you at five hours and then I didn't see you at five hours and 10 minutes, I was like, okay, what's something's going on here. Like he should not right. be, <clears throat> the pace he was at, this should not be where he's at now. And I was just like, no, I just run this person in. And, and to me, that made the race. It wasn't about my time. It wasn't about anything. It was the idea that I could connect with someone and help them accomplish their goal. And I have not talked to her again since. I've, I liked her thing on Strava and then that's bad. She's probably just like that asshole wouldn't let me drop. <laughs> I just <laughs> wanted to drop and he wouldn't let me drop. Uh, but you know, now well, she, I bet she was so happy at the end that you were with her. Maybe that she finished. I bet she was so happy that she finished. Yeah. So, and I think it's, that's when we, when we realize, Hey, we're doing this together and we're all in this and how can we help support one another? Cause that's one thing that I've really noticed through the running community too, is just how the support is. Like you said, even on Instagram, 
once you start kind of toting the running and doing all of this, the people come out and they, they like your posts or they give you words of encouragement at your next race. And I don't think a lot of people realize how much that actually helps. Obviously we have like the dopamine hits from, from getting the likes and that sort of thing, but the true genuine people that are just like, Hey, good luck this weekend. Like, oh shit, they remembered that I had a race from the, the time that we talked. I think that community aspect is so very important. Oh my gosh. I definitely, um, have kept in contact with, I have met at least one person at every single one of my marathons and I keep in contact with them and they, we still like cheer each other on. And, um, I can remember like, I'll never forget in Bar Harbor, Maine, I, I was running with somebody. It was her first marathon. She was struggling towards the end we started talking about her being a marine biologist and living most of her life out on a boat and all the things that she sees. And um, it was the most amazing thing, like just hearing her story. And here we are, like we're at mile 20, 21 of the marathon and we ran together till the end. It. it was just so amazing. And now I get to watch her videos of, of like whales and dolphins and like stuff like that. It's just so, it's just so cool. It, it is really, really cool. Or like a big sir. I met someone that lives, was from California, but now lives in the UK and is like a part of this huge running club. And she does all this, um, over there so much promoting and marketing for the running club and i just wa- I love following her and you know those are that's another reason why i love doing these marathons all over the country is like all the people that we get to meet yeah. and talk to and get to know um like just in mississippi i was in um the bus and probably like three people around me we just started talking about like all the different states that they run and you know like it is just it's so fun and you know what's really cool too is that you go to work or whatever and you talk about running these 50 states and people think you're out of your mind like you're just crazy but then when you're on the bus and you're talking to all these people about all these different states that they've run it's just normal conversation and and everybody's interested in every single word that you're saying and it's just it's just really it's really great there's so much joy in that it's so it's really at the end of the day it's, it's silly but it's amazing at the same time <laughs> yeah it, it can be that frustrating when you're telling somebody about a race or something like that and they're just like and how far is that oh no i did a yeah. i did a marathon 5k the other weekend and i'm like i yeah. want to strangle you <laughs> no that's wrong never say that but, yeah, when, but then when you're talking to the people on the bus or at the expo or whatever it's like again you have that shared sense of misery in a way especially when you're doing the i won't call them throwaway states, but you're doing, you're doing your Mississippi, you're doing some of these in the Midwest, some of the smaller in Kansas or other places where you're just like, if you're seeing people that aren't from that state, they're probably going for 50 states. or they're probably trying to do that kind of thing. If it's a smaller race, cause they're just like, this worked in my calendar this weekend. So this yeah. is the race I had to do. And it is nice. We've done a few of the back-to-backs and it has been fun seeing people in the expo line twice, like seeing them finish. And then we both traveled to the next state and then seeing (laughs) them pick up their packet. They're like, Hey, I just saw you. Good luck tomorrow. (laughs) We're very tired, but we're going to do this again because why not? And I think that, yeah, that, that community aspect, that understanding of, Hey, we're coming from a shared experience and it brings a little something to it. It was like, Hey, you understand how I feel, right? Like my wife had no idea 
about yeah. running and stuff until she had gone to some of these races or some of like in the trail races yeah. and stuff where she's like, all right, so people just run for a hundred miles just because. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, those are crazy people. And she goes, well, how far are you running? I'm like 62. And she goes, please tell me how either one of these things are different. Like they're both <laughs> and, you know, seeing people and how you know, things we eat and, and how we work and how all these things, like it's hard when people don't understand it. It can mm -hmm. just look from the outside of like, Hey, what's that crazy thing? But when you're in that, that group, there's always somebody that's done more than you. And for the most part, I, th I think there's exceptions to this for the most part, people are relatively humble about it in how they talk about it and how they bring it up. You have a couple of people that are always the, the bad apples of kind of toting all the stuff that they've done. But I would say for the most part, I've had pretty good experience talking to people. Yeah, me too. And I ha I did witness a really funny interaction at the airport in Mississippi, though, coming back, because there are some people that don't want to talk. They're very there's some very humble runners mm -hmm. out there. Like, believe it or not, there are definitely <laughs> runners out there that don't post every day on Instagram or have to tell anybody about it. Like, and that fascinates me because I know some and they're amazing runners. They're like, they're, these are the people that win marathons. Like right. they're such great marathon runners and um, they don't, they don't feel like they need to go out and talk to people about it. They're so humble and I love it. I, I really do love that. But this girl at the airport, I could tell she didn't want to talk about it. I didn't, I wasn't the one initiating the conversation. It was someone else. I, I witnessed this whole thing. So this other woman, she had definitely ran the half, I believe, in Mississippi. And she saw the other woman wearing uh, the Mississippi merch. And she was like, oh, did you run the half or the full? And the woman was like, the full. And she said, oh are you doing all 50 states? I've done all 50 states. I did all 50 states in like something oh, crazy, like three years or something. She's like, I did all 50 states in three years. And, and he, <laughs> and the other lady was like, oh, and she was like, are you planning to do all 50 states? Which ones have you done already? And she was like, definitely trying to like initiate conversation, but the other woman was not having it. I'm pretty sure she just grabbed her stuff and walked away. Like, As you she should. Was, As you should. Yes. Call TSA. And I just like I was wearing my merge too, but I just kind of like went like this. <laughs> like, there's, I think I'm cold, and I want my jacket on now. That's funny. Yeah, people don't get that. She caught me later, though. She did catch me. She was like, "Oh, you ran the full." I was like, "Yeah, yeah," but we we're getting on the plane, so she didn't have time to talk. But yeah, there's definitely people that are a little too much, but and then you have some people that are just super humble. Yeah, I think, and that's the weird. Like, it's been interesting because obviously completing this journey it was just a, a huge life goal for me but i'm also to the fact of if somebody asks oh you run like yeah like have you run a marathon yeah that's where it steps you know i don't say how many i've done or what it, like if people ask i say it and then i tell my wife every once in a while if someone tries to brag i'm just like hold my beer let, let me tell you what i do then because if you're going to do this i'm going to let you know that, Hey, there's always someone better than you. In this case, I'm the one that's, that's done more, not better. I've done more than you. And I think it's, it's an interesting thing of how I think all of us want to, to share really as a motivation for others. If we think about the common folk, if we want to call that right of like, this is where I started. I couldn't run a mile. And all of a sudden right. I'm doing these races. Like you can do this too. How do right. you, I'm sure people reach out to you this, but how do you help people kind of see their potential 
in getting to that stage of like, no, you can do this too. It's not just something that I can do or only like a limited few can do. To this day, I really honestly, like, it it definitely feels like imposter syndrome. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't feel like it's me. Like, when when I say like that number, like, oh, yeah, I'm training for my 23rd marathon. Like, and it's so funny because my boss, she runs marathons too, but she's trying to do, she's doing the majors and she's like, oh, you're nervous, Jesse. Why are you nervous? This is like your 22nd marathon. Why are you nervous? And I'm like, because every single one, you never know what could happen. Like there's something. Yeah. <laughs> Like anything, yes, anything can happen. Like crazy stuff happens in every race. Like it doesn't matter how many you've done. And so that's the thing for me. And, you know, I come from a place where I didn't do sports. I didn't see like physical fitness as like a real thing for me. And I couldn't run a mile to being someone that could run a marathon. Like, I mean, I, I am definitely very proud and, and I definitely can say now, like, yeah, I'm, I'm a lot more fit than I was back in the day. But, you know, looking at other like some like the faster marathon runners, like, you know, it definitely I don't have the typical runner's body. And like, I definitely feel like I want to tell people that. I can do it. Anybody can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if I can get to running a mile to running a marathon one marathon like that's huge like and if I can do that anybody can so I definitely love like I've met some really amazing people on Instagram and you know seeing them get to their first marathon and then seeing them wanted to sign up for another one and um it makes me very very happy to do that and um like I said, if I could do it, there's nothing special about me. Like if I can do it, anybody can. Right. And I think that's where the, we're proud of it, but we also know like, Hey, like we put in the work, but anyone could do this work. It's not like it's a secret recipe. Like you don't have a specific thing there. The, uh, as I just knock out my headphones, I had, uh, my, my buddy, uh, this is us at the finish of Publix marathon. Oh, wow. In Atlanta? In Atlanta. Uh, it was my PR. Uh, I ran a a 359.30. My goal was to get, my my goal was to get sub four and I barely, barely got it. Uh, that was his personal worst. Oh yeah. He's a a sub three hour guy. Oh yeah. And and he ran with me and it was so (laughs) funny because he like, He's, he's a doctor and we're crossing the, the finish line area. And I'm like, I'm like woozy at this point. Cause we like dead sprint. We saw the time. I'm like, we gotta go. We like, this is yeah. cutting it way too close. Uh, you know, and then I'm like crying. There's all this can happen. I'm like stumbling. And the, the, uh, the medical staff was like, Hey, is he okay? And my buddy's like, I'm fine. He's, he's fine. I'm a doctor. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so he goes and like gets, gets changed and stuff. I end up in the medical tent because I'm like lightheaded, feel like I'm going to pass out. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny. Cause I look the most disheveled. I wish I had that picture around so I could show you that one too. I'm like disheveled, just like my arm around my wife and him. And he's just like fresh as daisies, <laughs> but it's this exact thing, right? Of like, there are certain people that even though they are faster, they have this type of mentality, they're willing to kind of support and help other people. Again, his personal worst, and someone thought he was an asshole for saying this to me. He's like, oh, my personal worst is your personal best. And he's like, but that, that there shows the, 
kind of the the friendship that you can have over this kind of running thing. You know, he he said that he started running because he was inspired by my running journey. He was a fitness guy. He lifted a lot. He was a strong dude. And he started getting into it. And him, he's like next level. So he's like, if I'm going to run, I'm going to do this thing right. And I'm going to, you know, qualify for Boston, do all these things. And I'm like, good man, I'm glad you qualified for Boston. I raised $7,000 so I can run Boston because <laughs> that's the only way that shit was going to happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I actually had to do it twice because I did it for 2020 then it got canceled and then I had to do it again I ran for a Boston Medical Center this past year wait did you have to raise money both times yeah no really which again I mean it sucks because it was a lot of money but it's like hey you guys guys are doing amazing work I wouldn't have wanted to run for the organization if they weren't so Boston Medical Center check them out they're doing amazing stuff around the country not just in Boston but uh side note they're not a sponsor of this podcast uh But, but yeah, I think it's an interesting kind of back and forth of how we want to motivate people, but we also want to be humble in it and not say that I'm better than someone else or do something, you know? And like you said, you throw around that number and people just instantly like kind of put you in a different category and it's like, yeah, I've done this many, but my average pace is, is like, slow in, in every right. single one of these races. Right. So it's yeah, like my, yeah. my, my whole purpose here is, and I learned this early on in the journey and probably in that like teens is like, Hey, this is, I don't want to just miss out on this journey. Like let's experience it. Let's like do some things and have some fun and enjoy myself. And I think the last, I think the last five races I did every single one of them, I had a beer somewhere on the course <laughs> somebody handed me a beer they actually in fargo someone handed me a beer down one of the streets mile 17 18 there's like a straightaway yeah and he's like you guys want some beer i'm like yeah he just hands me a full can and i just crack it up i'm like appreciate it and i just go yeah. down my uh my picture on heartbreak hill in boston is me holding a course light doing this <laughs> everyone else is running past me like heartbreak hill i'm gonna tackle this i'm like i'm drinking a course light right now like i am living the dream but it's it's when we when we change the the mindset or our perspective on what success means in that and what we're able to do, I think we're able to do so much more when we're not living to other people's expectations, right? If we go back to the beginning of, of our talk, right? The expectations yeah. of you have to do this in order to do this. And you're like, ah, I don't know about that. I think I can do this another way. Right. A hundred percent. That's um, definitely, I, I'm, I just... And you know what, meeting and getting to know so many runners, like, I feel like a lot of us have this, like, really interesting, uh, just um, a goal setting mentality where we just want to cross things off. Mm. Like we have this thing about making lists and crossing it off. And I feel like a lot of runners have that. And just like, when I create these goals, it's just like, I do make it my job. Like that's, I'm going to get it done. Like that's what I'm going to do no matter what. So, um, that's really what, really what motivates me every day. Like every single morning, like last night, I barely got any sleep. When we get done with this, I'm going straight to sleep. (laughs) Um, so I definitely knew like, it's, there's no, there's no second guessing for me. Like when I wake up in the morning, like, I don't have a snooze button. Like I just get out of bed. Like I just get out of bed. All my stuff's laid out. I just go and run. And that's just a part of my day. Just like, it's like a part of my job, a part of my work. 
that's what I do. So that's what keeps me motivated every day to do this. And I'm hoping, knock on wood, that, you know, I make it like you did and get through every 50 states. But um, I'm, I'm doing it little by little. You know, I started doing it two states because um, I was – I wasn't there yet where I was like, you know, um, taking my time. I definitely was like running for a time yeah. for a while. Um, but I think we just turned that corner recently. So <laughs> I think once you get into those, those, those 20 plus, you start to realize like, oh shit, there's a lot more of races left. <laughs> and if I treat them all this way, I'm never going to get through them. No, 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 no. So I went from two a year and training pretty heavily for those for goal times um, to now doing three a year and just my goal is to finish. Yeah. I'm like, what is the ending time for these marathons? Yeah. Okay. I That's need to finish. It is funny. <laughs> Runners with that mentality, right? That we look at that. Okay. What's that pace? Where do I need to sit? Okay. I got this. I got this. I can, right. I can yep. walk it in at this point and I'll be fine. Kind of. <laughs> So yeah, I see some of these, these like some of the marathons are like getting some, some pretty like lofty goals there for um, the cutoffs. And yeah. I'm just like, all right, well, we gotta get some work done on that one yeah. if we want to finish that one. But um, I don't know, I guess we'll cross that bridge and I'm gonna have to reach out to you for some special marathons that maybe don't have like a cutoff. <laughs> Yeah, I've done a few of them, so I've yeah. got some. <laughs> I've got some feedback I can provide to it. But yeah, it's a, it's an interesting. I, I think it's all just it's super fun to think about the ability to, to travel to see the country. I always joke. I had no other reason to go to Birmingham, Alabama. I always pick on Birmingham, but I'm like, what did you do? Did you do Rock City in Alabama? Or no, I did what Birmingham. Was- I think with Mercedes. Birmingham. Oh, okay. Mercedes okay. It was, it was, there's a rock city one that everybody keeps telling me about in Alabama, but I just read reviews on a really great one in the Gulf, like right by the water. Back to your water. You got to get your water. (laughs) 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 I found one in Arizona. What did you do in Arizona? Uh, Mesa. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I think it's, it was originally called the Phoenix marathon, I think, or something like that. Yep. Yep. I found one out there that's like way out in the mountains and um it starts with like a a bazillion like um fires like um little campfires and that's where you get on the buses and it takes you out um and it's just in the middle of the desert and like all the mountains and stuff and um i'm very excited and you get to see the sunrise which is my thing i love sunrise and um, especially over the mountains and the desert like oh so i can't wait for that one that was gonna be really have you done have you done anything in New Mexico? I haven't done New Mexico yet. I did. Oh, what the hell was it called now? I can't remember the name of it. I'll, I'll kick myself for not remembering this, but the one I did, it was in, um, Redoso, New Mexico. Was it called the Redoso marathon? Maybe. Uh, but it was a mountain town. I didn't realize it was a mountain town. <laughs> so, that, that whole race is a crazy story in itself. And I think I've talked about it on the podcast, so I won't read till all of it, but basically I got sick beforehand, like fever oh, no. the whole nine, oh, a couple no. days before. And I was like, how am I going to do this? And it was also right. like, it was last year, it was last summer. So it was like, all of my races are planned. My buddies were going to my 50th in Vermont. I was like, I have to do this race. If I don't do this race, Vermont is in 50. And right. then 
then they just spent money to travel to do a race that isn't 50. I was like, no, right. I got to do this. So I've got like, I'm like semi hallucinating. I feel like on the drive to the <laughs> airport, we get there. My ears are clogged. I'm basically deaf for the entire weekend. Yeah. And, yeah. and then I get there and it's a legit mountain race. And you're just like, <laughs> it was on the road. So it wasn't trail, but I think it was like the second highest elevation change that I've ever had in a race. No way. And you're just like, well, this is fun. I've been training in Chicago and Minneapolis <laughs> and now I'm going to go literally climb a mountain. I was just like, but all that being said, it was super challenging, but so much fun. We saw elk while we were out there. No it, was way, just like, really? it was just absolutely beautiful. Oh my gosh. I'll have to add that one to the list. Yeah. Did you do South Dakota? I or I know you did South Dakota, but which one did you do in South Dakota? <laughs> um, I did in, um, oh crap, it's just north of Sioux Falls in. Um, Deadwood? No, because of the B, I think. Oh. It's just north of Sioux Falls. <clears throat> they have wild buffalo out there. Um, so I was out to see, I was able to see wild buffalo. Um I did the Deadwood uh, Mickelson Trail Marathon. Okay. It was awesome. It was so great. But this is what I'm talking about. Like, just being able to, like, see all these amazing places and all around. That's why I'm very nervous about, like, the interstates. Because, like, there's some I'm not really going to have good, all these. There's some really good races, though, and, like, little things that you can do. Like, have you done Kentucky? Nope. Oh, gonna- but I do have, me and my friend might do the one, um, with the, the horses. The Derby? Yes. 100% did that race. 100%. Yeah, did you do that one? Yes. It was so fun. It, it was fun. It was, it did kind of suck because the year we ran it, they had, uh, I learned what a squall was in the weather. Uh, basically, um, it's raining so hard and wind blowing so hard, it's going yeah. sideways. <clears throat> um, that was our forecast for the race. So we spent the second half of the race getting poured on me and a buddy. Oh, I actually have a YouTube video. I, I was carrying a GoPro. That's when I used to carry GoPros while I used to run and stuff. Oh, awesome. <clears throat> um, but the race is awesome. Like doing the infield around there. Louisville is an awesome city to yeah. like, just go see things around. But yeah, there's a lot of like, there's a bunch of little races in these States that I think the, the charm of it right. will, will kind of get you to that point. You may not have all the, you might not have the mountains and beach and all the other things, but like the charm of the race and the people, some of the best people, you know, of just meeting yeah. and kind of having conversations. I did uh, uh, run Crandick in Iowa and the people were fantastic. It was an inaugural race. So it had its problems, just, just typical right. inaugural race type problems, but being a, a runner, I knew that. And I was like, Hey, we expect this. Right. We, we plan for it but everyone was so accommodating. Everyone was so nice in the city. And <clears throat> yeah, well, I'm not going to go through every single state, but we'll, we can, I can we, sit here forever and listen to every single one. <laughs> Alabama and Alaska. No. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting, it's nice to be able to communicate and kind of talk to that again, being able to travel, being able to relate in that. Um, this is a question that you're going to get asked if you haven't already a gazillion times, but what is your favorite race so far? Big Sur. Oh, such a good race. <laughs> Wait, but let me tell you why. I was running with a pace group 
And so there was quite a few of us. We get to mile six, seven, where you're coming right out of the woods. And mm-hmm. it's the first time you see the ocean. There's a woman running next to me and a few other people. And she says out loud, um, I don't, I've ran this race so many times and I've never seen anyone that has seen a whale before. And the minute she stops talking, we all looked over and a whale comes out of the ocean and we all saw it breaching out of the ocean and we all just like put our hands up in the air and like screamed out. And that was like my- goosebumps right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and that was like mile six or seven. Yeah. And I was like, this is going to be the most amazing race I've ever done in my whole entire life. And, and then you, know, you climb for two miles and you hate your life. Yeah. <laughs> but that didn't bother me at all. I tell people all the time, like, they're like, oh, yeah, well, that was Big Sur is really pretty, but that's a really challenging, hilly one. I do not remember that. Like, all I remember is the most beautiful views ever. I probably got one of my best times I've ever had. I think because it's so, like, equal, equal up to equal down. Like, and I was, so I was like crying for half the race because I was just like, just in love with everything. And the, you know, when you get to the piano player, Mm. I don't remember what song my song was. Oh, it was Wind Beneath Your Wings. So of course that song made me like bawl my eyes out. (laughs) And then the one time that I cried really hard was at mile 23 when they hand you the handful of of fresh strawberries. When I put that strawberry in my mouth, the sweetness of it just brought so many tears to my eyes. I was like, I was like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever had. Like, it's so beautiful. I was just in love. Oh my gosh, I wanted to do that one all over again. I actually, um, I did apply for the ambassador um, nice. for that, but I didn't get it. But I, uh, I, I would, because I told myself I would never rerun a race twice. But that one, I definitely would think about it. And Disney, I've been thinking about it too. I did this past year. So <clears throat> Disney was my first floor. I did Goofy in 2015. Uh-huh. And then this past year, we've been trying to make it work with my my two running buddies, Chad and Josh. And we made it work that we would do Dopey together. <clears throat> so we did Dopey this past January. We're like, yeah, last last year, and it was like just last like, weekend or like last year. Last year, not last weekend. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Okay. Uh, and it was just an an absolute joy. Like one, oh, my my God. buddy, my buddy Josh, he actually did one year. He did dopey and he PR'd every single distance, which oh, is just like God. just crazy. But yeah. we we took in the half marathon and marathon. I know for sure in the marathon, we took pictures with every single character. We rode um, Everest in Epcot. We had a beer in in Epcot as we were kind of, uh, yeah, Mount Everest in Animal Kingdom. And then we had a beer in Epcot right before we were finished, like slammed the beer. We got pictures like with all the things and then coming in the finish line. Like that experience was a really, it was really cool just to be with them. Yeah, and to right. kind of like they've they've run a couple races with me, and it was like it was going to be the the year of the fiftieth. Like it, everything was planning out that way. Like even though it was a repeat state, um, right, right. and it was super. It was it was a d- weird kind of special because it was the first race that I didn't have uh, after Bella had passed her dog. So right. it was like a it was a tough 
like my wife wasn't there and, and our dog wasn't there that had been there with so many races. And it was a, it was definitely like an emotional, like I remember crossing the marathon finish line, high five my, but my godmother showed up has surprised me. My mom and my grandmother, my mom and my grandmother were in town anyway. So they were going to come see it. They saw the finish. My godmother just happened to be able to make it in. And I see them like in the final turn or whatever that were there, they're bawling their eyes out. I'm like semi-teared, but we're crossing the finish line. We're happy. And then instantly like I finish and I'm just like, just ball. I'm like, I'm glad I have my sunglasses on. Cause I'm like, just absolutely <laughs> bawling. And again, to your, to your point you made earlier, people say, why are you nervous? Why are you doing this? You've done this before. Right. And you're like, it doesn't matter how many times, no matter how many times before the start, my stomach is going to be upset because I'm so nervous and I don't know what's going on. And when I cross that finish line, I'm going to be crying. There's, oh, yeah. there's something yeah. that's going to be there. You know, when the, when I got into the last few races, a few races left, I started thinking about what 50 would be, right? Like what that final finish line would feel like. And it, my wildest dreams and imaginations couldn't even come close to what it actually was. Oh, I bet. It was oh. just, 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 just next level of, of the feelings and emotions that I still have. So I, I was doing like a race report for every single race. And I still want to do like a, I said, my blog's going to have 52 posts. I have an intro post, 50 States and an exit post. I finished the last race in October and I still have not wrote the exit post because I don't know how I'm going to do it. Oh. Like I'm going to be bawling the entire time that I'm writing this thing. Wait, I have to ask because I feel like that first finish line feels to now is very different. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel the same as it did when I first started. Um, so, and I, and I feel like it's because I'm ready for the next one. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just ready to go move on to the next one. And after you're done with 50 States, now what, like, how do you feel after that? Cause I feel like for me, it's going to be like, okay, now I got to do all the continents. <laughs> World majors are my next thing that I have to finish. <laughs> oh, really? I've got London and Tokyo left uh, in the world oh, majors. Okay. Um, but it's funny you you asked that because that was the biggest question. And I always thought, I was like, are you guys not entertained? They were like, all right, you finished 50 States. What are you doing now? And I'm like, are you kidding me? Just spent the last yeah, nine right. years running across the country forest gumping it over here and you're just like what are you doing next you know like it was just this thing but it is a, it's an important question because and i did an episode on it is this idea of people can get so wrapped up in that thing you could feel lost almost right of like this is right. my identity this is where i'm yeah. at with everything and it was the weirdest it was the weirdest feeling waking up the next day going i don't have anything on the calendar that's so strange to me. Like, I don't know if I ever, that's maybe why I'm like prolonging it. Cause like, I don't want that. I don't want to get to that point. Yeah. Cause I'm nervous. Cause I, okay, I'll just do them all over again. <laughs> like, let's start over. Yeah. And I think that's where the, that's where the identity part comes in. It's like, what else can I do? And I think that's why this year specifically, I'm trying to, to reach out and do more interviews and talk to some really cool people because I want to hear other people's story and be able to use my story to relate to people. If me say, if, if, if I said that I've run 50 States and that then allows me to talk to other people and have different conversations. Okay. That's what I'm now using this for. And yeah. I think 
that's where I'm trying to put my focus is, okay, what thing I'm going to do? I got to figure out something to stay in shape. So I'm, I'm actually healing. I'm trying to like, <laughs> my foot's been bothering me the last two years. And I've just said, shut up foot. We got, we got seven races left. You just shut up. We got to get these things done. <laughs> I was going to ask that. Was there ever an injury that made you think that this might not get done? Uh, never that I, I thought it wouldn't get done, but definitely a postponed kind of energy, uh, injury. So in 2020, uh, before the world shut down, uh, training to, to run Boston with the charity. And I was like, Hey, you know what? I've, I've crazy respect for the Boston marathon. Like if I'm going to go do bear at Boston, I'm going to do it right. I'm going to train hard and we're going to, this is going to be the PR race. Like, yes, it's a tough course to PR because of the Hills at the end, but you know what? I'm going to put in the work and we're going to make this thing happen. And and then the world shut down and, and I couldn't do it. So then on, on marathon Monday, I ran a marathon, uh, course that I just put together in Columbus, Ohio, where we lived similar type of vibe elevation wise, mostly downhill. And then a little bit of rolling, definitely not Boston like, and I ran a 10 minute PR on it. Now I don't count it as my PR because it wasn't officially a race and people are like, but you ran the marathon disc. I'm like, wasn't a race though. I'm like, that's, I ran 26 miles in this time. That's not my PR. Um, the next February I did a couple races that fall and things just weren't feeling right. Like things were kind of weird. And then I did a trail race in Louisiana and it was, uh, it was a 39 miler. This is a, this is a crazy shit that, that happens, right? They said they had a 13 mile, a 26 mile and a 39 miler. Those are the right. And a 52 miler. Cause it was basically a 13 mile loop. Uh I was like, well, I can't do a 26 cause it's not a marathon. Right. So I had to sign up for the 39. I get there and they call it a half marathon, a marathon and a 39. And I was like, I hate you guys because (laughs) because if you would have said it, I wouldn't have had to run a third loop of this stupid course. Um, but it was like the weirdest thing. Wait, so you still did the 39, even yeah. though there was I signed up for the 39. I signed up for the 39. So I got there and I had to do the 39. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the stupidity in my head, but it was a weird thing because we had like the night before we didn't have a good experience in our Airbnb. So I didn't sleep well and I didn't get clean right. and then my nutrition was off and we got to the park late and I got changed late. They actually started four minutes before I did because my watch wasn't, I didn't have my shoes on ready. Like they left oh, yeah. and, and this is, with it being the, the, the 39 miler started with the 52 miler. So they started us like, Oh, dark 30, right. It was like 5.00 AM start or something like that. 5.30 start. And, and because of that, like you see all the headlamps going and then I'm just sitting there waiting for my watch to connect, trying to make sure I have everything. I'm like super frustrated. Like I feel bad for my wife cause I'm yelling at her, even though it has nothing to do yeah, with her. Right. Right. <clears throat> and then I finally get started and I'm in the dark by myself and I'm doing this race. But by the second lap, pouring down rain and then starts getting cold. So I start getting like the chills and shivers and everything. I switched into some trail shoes to try to help with the mud. Realize remembering later that I didn't train in those shoes. No. Uh, so the first time for everything. They always say say, do something brand new on race day, right? Yeah. (laughs) So with all of that, I, um, ended up hurting my, my ankle and heel somehow. I, I tore, I have a slight tear in my post-tib tendon in the inner of my foot. 
And for the longest time, I was like, what is going on here? It would just like swell up. And then, then I ended up in physical therapy and I went through this whole process and that was like, it was great. Cause I got to learn some things, but they're like, yeah, it's a slight tear. The only, the, the orthopedic doctor was like, do you know how you fix this? You don't run. And I go, well, that's not an option. Like, no. so let's think of another one because <laughs> I got races to finish. And, uh, because of that, it was one of those where it, I think that's also a reason why it slowed me down in the end to really enjoy the races because I was right. like, Hey, if I go too fast, I'm probably going to hurt myself. So let's, right. let's take it back and just enjoy the time, enjoy the space. Um, yeah. so yeah, no, no injury that I was just like, this could be it. But it was on that brink of just like, there were a few races where I had very few training runs and I was just like, I don't, my longest run is 10 miles and now I'm going to go run a marathon. So let's figure this out, I guess. (laughs) I had, I was talking to someone the other day. He's a chiropractor. Definitely not. I had a sports chiropractor that I used to go to in Boston that I absolutely loved. I haven't found one here in Atlanta yet, but um, I was talking to him, this other guy that just happened to be a chiropractor. And I was telling him about like a tightness or something that I had. And he goes, you know, you don't have to do this, right? He was like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Of course I do. That's a dumb question. Yeah, I obviously have to do this. What are, what are you an idiot? Are you yeah. <laughs> but really, like, at the end of the day, like, it's, we're not the athletes that are getting paid to win these races. Like, we don't get paid for this. Like, we're doing this because we made this, like, goal yeah. just to, like, finish all these states and then. Yeah, and we spend finish, a ton of money, what? spend PTO, spend all of this stuff just to be like, I'm going to go go run around a city. And then what are you yeah. going to do? Then I'm going to go back home because I got to go back to work. Yeah, go back to work and then pay more money to go somewhere else. <laughs> uh, it's so true. But I think, I think that's why the community kind of realizes again, like kind of repeating that same thing of we, we, we're in misery together in a way and we can just really relate with one another and we can have conversations like this where it's just like, Hey, we can connect on this because we have this common thing. People, absolute strangers literally a week ago. And now we can have an hour and a half conversation where we're just talking just about our lives and how these things have kind of impacted everything that we do. Yeah. That's probably when I was in that running club, that was probably one of my favorite parts is when we were all done running, we would go hang out for breakfast or something after, and we would sit there for hours and we just got done running for hours and talking the whole time. And then we would come back and just like, it was just, it was amazing. It's almost like, it's just going through something dramatic with other people and then let's talk about it. You know, like it's just it something feels... dramatic that we chose to do. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't happen to us. We no, we chose. <laughs> but fantastic. it's so crazy how it just brings us so close together. And some of my favorite trips that I've been on were with my friends are our marathon trips together. And we just have so much fun. And it's just 
it's just really a good time. It's something that I really look forward to. So, yeah. So at the beginning of the year, actually at the end of last year, I already had this entire year already planned out and what I was going to do and where I was going to go and who I was going to meet. Um, cause I'm going to meet some new, some IG friends that I've never met in person before this year. So I'm so excited for that. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's just something really fun that we get to do and look forward to. Yeah. I love it. And I hope maybe one day we will get a chance to, to meet in real life and maybe run a race or something. I'll come out of retirement in a way uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. To, to come. We have to do Mississippi. Well, now I need to do, um, well, I've already done Chicago. But I have to do Missouri. You done Arkansas. Wisconsin? I haven't done Wisconsin yet. No. Milwaukee's supposed I to be a nice to. one. I did Kettle Moraine a hundred K, so I don't recommend that. Um, oh. <laughs> no, no. I love that look. Even even yeah, in the misery, we're both doing these stupid things. You hear hundred K and you're like, oh no, 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 no. no, no that's no. a dumb idea. Who would do that? That's the one thing I promised my husband. He was like, I don't mind the marathon training, but ultras, like that means you're gonna be out running longer, like There's training. Some amazing races out. in Georgia though. I'm just saying well, you got some amazing, amazing trails out there, some good ultra oh, races. Oh, I've heard of some really great ones. I did, um, in Georgia, I did Snickers, which is now Combo Marathon. It's in like Albany, Georgia. It's okay. like South. Um, it was all right. It was okay. It wasn't like amazing, but it was okay. Uh, definitely crossed off Georgia. Yeah, you're like, and way. done Georgia. But no, Milwaukee, yes. I've heard, I've heard good things about Milwaukee. I think it sits a little bit on the lake. So you get a little bit of water views. So that's, that's the thing, but I'm, I'm halfway between Chicago and Milwaukee. So if you end up in Milwaukee, oh, I will, yeah. I will make my way to Milwaukee and we'll hang out and maybe I'll run. We'll see. We'll see how oh, that plays yeah. out, but I'll let you, uh, I'll let you go. We could probably talk for another hour, which isn't good for your sleep because you need to get some sleep and I want to make sure you do that. So I just want to say thank you again for kind of just, just chatting. It's been absolutely fantastic. I'm going to have you on the show again, because I'm sure we can find you. many things to talk about. I think Honestly, I truly think that you're kind of, you're an inspiration in that regard of how you can come from not, not being in a background of uh, athletics, right. And not really running and not doing these things, but like, Hey, if you, if you have the right mindset, right. Like, Hey, I don't have a snooze button. I love that. It's, I have the right mindset of the things that are important to me and the things that I know that if I do these things, they're going to set me up for success. Right. Mm -hmm. And as long as I go through these flows, I'm going to be able to get where I want to. And I think that's such an inspiration for me. I took a ton of notes here that I'm going to be reflecting on and be like, all right, how can I get better? How can I keep doing these things? But Jesse, thanks so much for being today. Being oh, on the show. Thank you for having me. I oh, loved it. It's going to be fantastic. So, uh, we'll cue the music. Uh, everyone else, you can reach out to me on social media everywhere at Flores dot run, subscribe, leave review for the podcast. If you like it, invite a guest maybe we have some good conversations with people but thank you so much for joining me today remember to keep running with purpose one step at a time see you next week